Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, data centres in Ireland don't just consume a lot of energy, they also produce a lot of heat. And under a new scheme, that heat is going to be funneled to a number of other buildings in Tala. Donna Gartland is CEO of Codema, which is uh, Dublin's energy agency. Good afternoon, Donna. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me. I've never heard of Codema before. Is there a reason for that? Is um, it just my ignorance or, or people don't even know you <laughs> exist? Und- under the radar, uh, we work for the, with the four Dublin local authorities. We were established over 25 years ago now. Uh, so we're a not-for-profit company limited by guarantee and we work to basically help the local authorities transition Dublin to a zero carbon economy. Okay, doing what kinds of things? Um, so what we do is we do a bit of research. We look at where all the emissions are coming from in Dublin, for example, which are the hardest to decarbonise. Uh, we take a lot of best practice from Europe. So we work at, with a lot of stakeholders across Europe and European projects and try to apply that best practice in Ireland, uh, in Dublin. And we use, we work with the local authorities to kind of use their buildings, their uh, remit, their planning, etc. to kind of test those kind of new practices in Ireland. Right. OK, so this particular scheme, uh, describe kind of physically how it works. Yeah, so this reading is a, a kind of a new enough concept for Ireland, but used very widely across Europe. We're actually one of the only countries in Europe who has very low shares of district heating. So we're less than 1% of our heat demand, whereas uh, the average across Europe is at 12%. And in countries in Scandinavia, they would have like 60, 70% of their buildings connected to these schemes. And what it is then physically, Sean, is pipelines. So if you can imagine, it's under uh, underground, insulated, highly insulated pipelines that transport uh, hot water. So um, it takes it from multiple different sources. So industries, uh, like you said, data centres, um, everything that produces waste heat. So power stations, for example, would have a lot of waste heat. So about 50% of all of the losses in a power station is in the form of heat. And they usually have to dump that into rivers like the Liffey or into the sky through the chimneys that you'd see around the place. Um, and, you know, you can recycle all of that waste, all of that waste heat into these schemes like they do. I lived in Denmark, for example, in a scheme uh, where they uh, recycled the waste heat from the local crematorium uh, into the network. Mm. <laughs> Probably not the nicest of thoughts to, <laughs> to think about. Um, but but, you know, that's the kind of thing and that obviously offsets the use of fossil fuels. So we take that heat then from these industries, uh, which gives them an, like it's a local Irish supply of heat. Um, and we transport that in these networks underground and plug them in straight into buildings. Right. OK, so the, in, in Tala, this is coming from Amazon, is yes. it? And, 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 and where is it going to heat? So the Amazon data centre, um, if you imagine like, yeah, lots of computers in a very small space, uh, heat up pretty, uh, pretty rapidly. So they have to get rid of that heat. Uh, so they push the, the, the hot air out of the data centre using fans. We take that heat off the other side. It's about 25 degrees. Uh, we use heat pumps then to escalate that to a temperature that we require in the existing buildings around the area that are using very old gas boilers. So the first buildings to connect are the TU Dublin campus in uh, Tallinn. Um, they have uh, boilers that are over 20 years old, gas boilers. Uh, so we're replacing them, plugging them straight into the network. Um, and South Dublin County Council's uh, main offices and library, they're also going to be the first ones heated. And then uh, I said we have a couple of buildings then ready to connect uh, new apartments that are being built and a new innovation centre will be the next ones on the scheme. OK, so, it, so the amount of 
heat that just the Amazon data center is producing has it won't be just TU, TU Tala. It can, there's multiple places it can heat. That's a lot of heat. Yes, and that's just the first source. Uh, so yeah, this particular, and it's only one phase of the of the data centre. So we missed the first phase that was already built, so we couldn't go back in and retrofit. So this is the second phase we're taking that waste heat from. Um, but we're also looking to, as we expand the scheme, uh, connect lots more different uh, sources to that. So, for example, we're going to drill for geothermal heat. Uh, we know the Tallow region is uh, has a good um, geothermal source there. So we're going to drill, uh, do some tests, drill sites there uh, to connect that. There's also lots of other waste heat sources around the area, lots of industries. You know, those large um, refrigeration units that you'd use for like mm. storage for Aldi and Super Value and all those kind of places. They obviously, you know, the back of your fridge gets very hot. Again, you know, multiples of those kind of fridges. Uh, again, we can take that waste heat off those uh, right. industries. Okay. Now, but at the same time, you mentioned fans and then you mentioned uh, uh, heat pumps. They use electricity. In, in the calculation of how much energy is being used, is it still worth it? Yeah. So if you imagine as we're moving to renewables, uh, one of the options for householders now, you know, one of the only options is to have a heat pump in your home. And if you put in an individual heat pump, you're going to be using outdoor air temperature, which is about, you know, 11, 12 degrees ambient temperature. Whereas obviously the the waste heat is at a much higher temperature. So those heat pumps work much more efficiently uh, and at a much larger scale uh, than having, say, 100 or 200 individual small uh, heat pumps in every Mm. individual building. So... And because of the scale of the district heating system, because of the scale of the heat pumps, we can also use that to kind of um, what's called kind of balancing the grid. So when there's lots of renewables on the grid, so when we have too much wind and when we have too much solar, we can turn on these heat pumps uh, and we can store that heat. So the cheapest form of energy storage is hot water tanks. So like your hot water tank at home, imagine a very big version of that. Yeah. Uh, very cheap, obviously much cheaper than batteries uh, or any other storage of uh, energy storage. So we can basically turn on those heat pumps at times when the grid needs it, uh, get that heat, that electricity for very cheap or free sometimes when it's uh, when the prices are negative and use that to store that heat for later on. So again, reducing the prices for customers. Yeah. Now, as I understand it, this took seven years to set up just this Amazon heat swap. That's quite a long time. It is, and it's. I suppose it's what happens when you're trying to do something new and innovative. Um, unfortunately, it takes a long time for the first ones. But, like, but the good news is, through developing this scheme with South Dublin County Council, we've gone through all the different barriers to developing district heating in Ireland. So we've changed. We've gotten building reg- regulations changed. We've proved the concept. Um, we've got. You know, we, we're working through different uh, obstacles with the departments at the moment, and that will obviously lay the pathway then for other future schemes across Ireland. Yeah, but, but I assume though, Amazon or a private company that that other private companies would have to be on board with doing this and it might be quite intrusive. You know, you're sending in people to rip apart part of their centre and put it back together again. Is, uh, Is everyone amenable to this idea in the private sector? Yeah, so what we try to do is to be as, I suppose, as least disruptive as possible mm. is we try to get them at the planning stage. So with the Amazon data centre in Tala, for example, it was part of their planning conditions that they would have this uh, right. waste okay. as, as part of that. Uh, so obviously, if there's any industries that are planning to be built in these areas, one of the key things we want to do is work with the planning authorities to make sure that they're future-proofed to connect to the schemes. Uh, so once you have those industries future-proofed um, to connect, it's, it's less disruptive or no disruption. 
And, you know, there are a lot of uh, industries who are, I suppose, throwing away heat at the moment, like the waste energy plants, say, for example, in, in Poolbeg, who are looking to sell that heat or looking to, for a market for that heat. So not only does it, it's not only a hassle, like it's also a, a new uh, income stream for these industries. Yeah. Thanks so many for coming into us today. That was Donna Gartland there, CEO of Codema. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.